Hey everybody, my name is Joe Markaholic. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say my last name, was I? I'm always going against the rules. Oh man, I'm humbled and uh, honored to be speaking here today, tonight. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, uh, my sobriety date is July 7th of 2001, and uh, to me, that's a miracle. You know what I mean? When you hear some of my story, you'll say, it's a miracle. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I don't know on the way over here, I went to the wrong hotel. <laughs> you know what I mean? My host said, I, I asked you if you needed anything. Well, you know, hey, it's all good. Um, <laughs> my life is uh, amazing today. Um, I'm supposed to say... Uh, what it's like and uh, what happened and, and what it's like today, and I, I'll try to do that in a general way. And uh, and um, when I got to eight thirty, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, uh, I grew up over in Price Hill, and uh, I yeah, <laughs> and you know, uh, man, it, it was great back then, you know, and. Uh, had bars at every corner and a couple in between. And, uh, I mean, it was, I was like, man, at six years old, I couldn't wait to get in there. I hear the jukebox and the beam bomb machine. I'm like, that's me right there, you know. And I was fascinated with the bars from day one. And, uh, you know, uh, it says in the book, if you remember your first uh, drink, uh, you're in the right place. You know, and I, I remember mine like it was yesterday, you know. Uh, but uh, I remember... Let me back up a little bit. Um, I know I had a lot of isms before I ever took a drink. You know what I mean? Um, like when I was six years old, uh, my mom and dad, we had nine kids. You know, I was in the middle of nine of us. And uh, and I remember uh, they'd hide the Easter baskets at Easter and, uh, and uh, at night, you know. And I'd wait, I'd get up and steal all my brothers and sisters' stuff, you know, and put it in my Easter baskets, you know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, when I'd pick it out the next morning, we'd take our turns, and I'd pick it out, and stuff be falling out. My mom and dad would look at each other like, what? I said, it's mine. It's got my name on it. You know what I mean? So I was a liar and a thief, you know, at six, you know. And, uh, and I remember around that same time, um, we had a little black and white TV because my dad used to fix them on the side and uh and nobody, it, it was old, it, I mean, it was a long time ago, uh, and it, we was the first one in our neighborhood to have a TV, and it was a little black and white one, and uh, all the kids would come over on Friday night and watch the horror, I forget what it's called, Creature Features or something, and uh, yeah, and, and and I remember we was watching this movie, and, and uh, it went to a commercial, and I asked my mom, I said, was I adopted? And she's like, what? what the, why the hell you asked that for, you know? Like, damn, you know, because I see something in that movie, and I thought, well, you know, that little kid's adopted, you know what I mean? And I thought, you know, I knew at a young age there was something different about me, you know what I mean? Um, it just, I knew I acted and thought different than my brothers and sisters, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, <laughs> I just did. And uh, I don't know, I was trying to figure it out, you know, and uh, and I remember a couple years later, uh, I was up Delhi High Park, and uh, we had a family get together, and uh, 
And uh, that's when I took my first drink. And uh, I talked my little cousin into going and getting one with me out of the uh, garbage can with the keg in it. And uh, he's like, man, you're going to get me in trouble. And I done him enough. He come and got one, too. And we went in the weeds and drank it. Come back. I said, come on, Skid. No, it's all. Oh, we're going to get in trouble. You always get me in trouble. So uh, we got a second one, you know. And I went back and got a third one. And uh, he started puking. And I'm like, dude, you're wasting it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I didn't know nothing about it, but I just heard other people say to older people, you're wasting the beer again. You know, and I don't know. That's how I pretty much lived my whole life, you know, following what other people did. And uh, there was a lot of alcoholism in my family, you know. And uh, I ain't supposed to say uh, here or they, but, uh, hell, they drank like I did. They just didn't go to jail. You know, I don't know why that is, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, uh, I remember that night, you know, and my aunt, she said, look, Marilyn, that boy ain't been in trouble all night. He's coming around. I was like, yeah, because I can hear real good, too, when I drink, you know. <laughs> and I remember uh, at the end of the night, I'm helping clean up. I'm, yeah, I got half full beers. I ain't shoot. And uh, my aunt was like, look, he's even helped cleaning up. I'm like, that's right. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I remember uh, on the way home, it was a summer night and cool, and uh, and uh, my mom and dad was arguing about who was going to drive home, and you've been drunk, drinking more than me and all that stuff, and my sister's crying. Woo! She gets the front seat. The rest of us is fighting over the windows in the back, you know, all seven of them, eight of us, you know. It was crazy, dude. I loved it. And we're riding home, and I remember I had long hair back then, this wave, and I'm like, oh, I was cool, you know what I mean? And uh, I remember, man, I did learn something at school because they said, if you find something you love, make a career out of it. You know what I mean? And it won't be like working. I said, I know what my career is. I just got to figure out how to make a living doing it. You know what I mean? And uh, I never could figure that part out. But uh, I tried. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't realize it until I come in this program many years later and work with my sponsor that uh, alcohol had took control of me at that moment. And I never knew it. You know what I mean? Because he told me uh, if I wasn't thinking about it, I was doing it, planning it, or recuperating from it. And I'm like, damn, I never thought about it like that. You know what I mean? It's good to have a smart sponsor. You know what I mean? Because I'll run stuff by him today, and he'd be like, that ain't a good idea. He'd be like, a couple times he's like, you're going to get your fifth number if you do that. <laughs> okay, I got you now. You know, because uh, even sober, I'll get tore up mad and... and uh, do bad things sometimes, and I don't mean to, but my temper get in the way, you know what I mean? But uh, if I ain't living on this spiritual beam, and and you know, for me, it's it's the only way I can live. Uh, I don't got way ahead of myself, but uh, uh, you know, from that night on, I remember I, that, that week I got a paper route, and I got me a lawnmower and started cutting grass and saving money so I could drink on the weekends. And I knew everybody in the neighborhood, and I knew the old guys that had them burger beer cartons in the back porch, and I'd steal a couple quarts and hide them in my camp and uh, drink them hot as hell on the weekend, you know what I mean? And uh, 
man, that's just what we did, you know. And, uh, and I thought I was real smart because I put the bottles back when I was done drinking them so they didn't notice them. Yeah. But uh, go to any length, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll figure out what to do. And, and, like, I got that paper out, and then I found out, you know, I told my brother, I said, man, this dude down the street's always got that smell like you got coming out of your room. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he burns the same incense. And uh, he's like, well, you need to holler at him, you know. And, uh, and uh, me and old Tony got pretty cool, and uh, and he would front me bags of weed and pills. I know this alcoholic, and, and I'm an alcoholic, you know what I mean? But I, I did drugs alcoholically, too, you know. Somebody told me that one time, and I was like, that's how I did them, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> More the merrier. Shit. But uh, I don't know. I started selling stuff, and and, uh, and uh, got me a little dirt bike, and I'd ride up Mount Echo Park and sit on that one-way street like I was the king and sell my little stuff. And if the cops come, <laughs> ride off in the woods. I never had no consequences, you know what I mean? I thought I was slick. And... Uh, for, I did that for quite a few years, you know, and uh, I still went to school and I played sports. I did good in sports, and uh, I passed along in my grades. And uh, I don't know, uh, I remember when I was 13, uh, my brother gave me a, a hit of acid. And, uh, well, he gave me a sugar cube, and I ate it. He said, well, that was 250 I said, I said, how you going to give me a birthday present and charge me for it? He said, well, I didn't mark it up none. <laughs> you know. So I chewed it up, and I'm like, oh, you think you're slick. That's sugar. I know what it is. And uh, he said, man, it's in there. I said, I ain't paying. You know what I mean? So he said, come on. We, I hung out with him. You know, I was 13, and, and they were 19 and 20. And uh, I hung out with all him and his friends that night. And they all got hot rod 69 cars and Oh, I was I was in heaven, you know what I mean? And I had a blast all night, drank like a big dog and didn't puke and stayed awake, you know what I mean? And uh, I remember coming home and I was tweaking and, and, the, and, the, and the birds was chirping, you know what I mean? And, and my brother's like, man, how'd you like it? I said, I don't think I felt it yet. Ah, we laughed, you know what I mean? Oh, I had a, I, my froze, you know how you get... And I, you know what, uh, he got real serious on me. He said, now look, don't you be doing no needle dope. And I'm like, what are you talking about needle dope? He said, I'm telling you, don't ever do none. I said, why is that? He said, because it ain't no good. I said, okay. He said, promise me. I said, I promise. So that was like a Friday, and by Monday I was down on the corner. Hey, who does them needle dope? <laughs> I don't really know what it was, but I wanted to do something, you know, and and like I said, I was 13, and by the time I was 15, I'm strung out on shooting dope downtown. I got a little apartment on top of the B&B bar on Clay Street, 15th and Clay, and, uh, and uh, right across the hall from Shaky Jake, and we used to do them T's and B's, and boy, we was, thought we was the deal, man. Listen, no Motown. Uh, I was 15 years old, and I thought I had arrived, you know what I mean? And we was... Uh, doing robberies and burglaries and, and stealing cars off them lots. And we had a dude that would buy them for 500 bucks, and we'd roll for a couple of days and go up there and sell them. I mean, we was just insane. And, uh, you know, people starting to die around us and go to the penitentiary. And uh, and I always thought, man, that won't happen to me. You know what I mean? 
And I used to see a guy in our neighborhood, he would shoot him in his neck. And I'm like, ooh, if I ever get that bad, I'll quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm here to tell you I wasn't a quit. I just had good veins. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. You know, I kept saying, well, if this happens, I'll, I'll do this. You know what I mean? It, like, it never really was that bad. That's what I'm getting at, I guess. And, uh, and alcoholism had took over my life completely. You know, uh, I, my ninth grade, I went to Elder High School and I wrestled on the varsity team and uh, and I did real good. And and uh, I remember that summer, my mom and dad was having a talk with everybody uh, saying they couldn't afford us to go to good Catholic schools no more. And I said, well, hell, I'll take one for the team. I'll go over to West High, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was helping my family out, you know. But, uh, you know, I heard a few years ago, Somebody was giving a lead, and they, they, they was poor like us. I thought we was dirtbag poor. But, uh, you know, they said they got a job at school and helped pay tuition. I'm like, damn, I never did think of that. You know what I mean? I was too self-absorbed. It was on, you know what I mean? I, I had a party. I had to go. And uh, that motor was turning, you know. And uh, I don't know. I went to West High the next year, and uh, I, I wrestled at – uh, my sophomore year, and uh, and and I should have went to the state tournament. I did go. I, I I remember when I first got sober, I used to say I, I went to the state tournament. I wasn't lying, but I wasn't wrestling. <laughs> it took a few. It took a few years of being sober. I'm like, damn, I'm lying. You know what I mean? I went to the tournament, but I I was in the stands drunk. You know what I mean? I should have been wrestling, and. Uh, but, uh, oh, my God. You know, they say, oh, he's got a lot of potential, you know. He's going to win state tournament this year. I didn't even go. You know, I was in the stands because I got drunk. The wrestle off at UC, and I puked on the guy I was wrestling. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> he, he's like, what? They had to clean him up and finish the match and stuff. Oh, it was, it was bad. I mean to tell you. But you know what? Uh, even though all that stuff, you know, I was, I, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? And, and uh, the, I don't even remember my junior year in high school. Uh, it was, I was blacked out, I guess, the whole year because I don't remember nothing about the whole year. I remember my senior year coming around, and uh, it was the beginning of the year, and I, I remember, you know, they tell you what you need to graduate, and uh, I needed like three, three credits. And I could graduate. And I'm thinking, man, how am I going to get these credits? I'm like, you know anybody in the office I could buy them? Because I have money, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was used to scheming and conniving and paying my way, you know. And uh, and they're like, no, you're just going to have to go. And I'm like, man, that ain't going to happen. And I remember they passed this binder around about halfway through school for the cap and gown and stuff for graduation. And I'm like, hell, I probably won't even be alive when this day comes, you know. I passed it on, everybody laughed, you know what I mean? But I was serious, you know, and, and it really didn't matter because I didn't think it was that bad, you know. I, I listened to that song, Only the Good Die Young, and I I thought I was good, <laughs> you know. And, and the reason, another thing, them winos up at the park told me, you ain't going to make it to 18. And I'm like, what? And they said, no way. I said, oh, I got a lot of stuff to do. I got to hurry up. You know what I mean? And she didn't change nothing. I just shifted in overdrive, you know. And uh, I don't know, man. I lived that way for a long time. And uh, 
And I remember, you know, people was, you know, five of my guys that I grew up with and ran every day with are on death row. One of them's already dead. You know what I mean? And by the grace of God, at the time, you know, they cut me out of the deals. And I was mad at them and stuff till I got caught and got them death sentence. I was like, ooh, I missed that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can laugh about today, but uh, I know as God was looking out for me my whole life. And it's the only way I can explain it. I know I used to think is a coincidence and all that, but I, I don't believe in coincidences no more today. So, uh, you know, people's dying and stuff and going to the penitentiaries, and, and uh, I remember uh, all my uh, classmates was going to graduation, and I'm on that bus going to the penitentiary to orientation, you know what I mean? And I didn't think nothing about it, you know? And and uh, I remember I was in the county jail, 17, and. And a couple guys from my neighborhood are like, damn, dog, you're awful young to be going to penitentiary. I said, shit, everybody from Price Hill goes to penitentiary. <laughs> I'm just special. I'm going early. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I thought I was the deal, dude. Uh, I was important. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know where it comes from. But I know I'm crazy. I just, today I don't prove it as much. <laughs> but we're riding up that bus on the highway. And uh, and I made this conscious decision that I'm going to go up there and hang with all the dudes I know from the hood. And everywhere I, re I knew out here, they were crazy. And, uh, you know, they were the craziest ones in that penitentiary. I said, I'm going to go up there and learn everything I can. And when I get out, I'm going to be the best of the best, the best of the worst. That's what I, that was my goal in life, you know. And I don't know where it came from. That's just what I did. So I was up there for about 19 or 20 months, something like that, and I got out. And uh, Well, hell, I was there a week, and they're like, all the guys from Cincinnati, you riding with us, dog? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm sticking my little chest out. They said, come on, we ride up there. And they took a barbell and knocked this dude's brains out. I said, oh, my God, I didn't know what was doing that. I don't know if I want to ride no more, you know what I mean? I ain't never going to get out, you know? I mean, it was crazy, you know, and... Uh, I don't know. It's just a different world, and uh, and uh, that guy got caught, so nobody else got in trouble, you know. And uh, and I'm like, man, it, you know, life just didn't. It, life wasn't um, valued. Uh, some of these places I, I lived at, and uh, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't that bad yet, you know what I mean? I I, I get out, and uh, um, I was out about three months, and uh, a guy hit me on my motorcycle and tore my leg off, you know, and. Uh, uh, I was probably drunker than he was, but it was his fault. You know what I mean? He'd have headlights on and come out of a bar parking lot. And, uh, shit, I did that shit many nights. You know, it just so happened he hit me and tore my leg off, and I get it fixed. And, uh, uh, hell, I get, a, I get a cast on, you know, and I come out, and I'm hanging at the corner again. I give me a couple hits of acid and walk out. Bam! My car hits me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I got bad luck, you know what I mean? <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with all this dope and stuff I'm drinking. It ain't got nothing to do with all that. I just got bad luck. I, who gets hit with a cast on their leg, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. I remember I did a flip laying on my head, and I had to get two stitches. And I had that stuff in my mouth still, and I give it to my buddy Ronnie. I said, Ronnie, you can take this back. I, you can keep it. I don't even want my money back. He said... He said, dog, eat it. That guy's got insurance. I said, oh, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just the way we was. And uh, so I go to the hospital tripping, and, and, and my thinking back then was, you know, they was going to stitch me up and stuff. And uh, 
I said, uh, man, if they, give, they said they was going to give me a local. And I'm like, what's that? They said, just an anesthesia, some medicine. I said, oh, I don't want no medicine. You know what I mean? I might mix with my shit. And my, yeah, I didn't know. But I did it without anything, and I could feel that needle. And I went, ooh, that's cool. She's like, you all right? I said, yeah. <laughs> Hey, then I remember the, the nurse told my mom, said, keep an eye on him. He's acting kind of funny. <laughs> he, might, he might have a concussion. <laughs> they said, wake him up every hour. I was up like it all night. That's when the, clock, uh, the TV went off at like 3 and started snow, and I was like, something's going to come back on there. <laughs> I know, you know what I mean? Oh, man, it was crazy. And, you know, I, when I first come in here, I could relate to that uh, insanity becoming normal. You know what I mean? Because my life was insane. I just didn't know it. It, it seemed normal to me. You know, I live in that double life. And, uh, you know, so I get that cast off my leg. And you know, a couple months later, they chased me in a car. And I went for like 55 minutes. And I was on the news. And my cousin said, that's one of the highlights of this <laughs> growing up. He said, come on, kids. Your cousin's on TV again. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wrong, look like Dukes of Hazard. Oh man, I just didn't care, man. I just did not care. It, I was all in. You know what I mean? I never played Texas Hold'em a day in my life, but I was all in. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it was a revolving door there for a lot of years, and uh, I ended up going back to the penitentiary, going to the old workhouse, Justice Center, <laughs> penitentiary, penitentiary, county jails. You know, and. Uh, this last time I was out on the street, and, and by this time I, I got this, uh, I got a girl, and uh, we was together about eight years, I guess, and uh, uh, we, we had a baby together, and uh, she was about 18 months at the time, and uh, I'm running these roads like a madman, and uh, and uh, she's, I, met, I met her at the strip club, and uh, I loved her, you know, but... Uh, you know, uh, man, uh, we was crazy for each other. We'd fight, beat each other up. We'd catch them cheating on each other. And then we'd leave the place like, I love you. I love you, too. You know what I mean? That was our relationship. And uh, we ended up having a baby together. And, and uh, I come in town this night. And <clears throat> my guys I was running with, they're rogues like I was. And they're like, man, you go to jail this weekend. You ain't getting out. We ain't getting you out. And I'm like, well, here, I'll give you the bond money now. And they're like, nah. And... Uh, so it kind of hurt my feelings, you know, and uh, <laughs> it, uh, I go home and, and my girl's in there with some dude, and I'm like, oh, hell no, send him on out here, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know the routine. So she wouldn't do it. I said, oh, you really like him, huh? You know what I mean? I'm like, I got you. She said, I'm calling the police. And I'm like, man, I know you will. So I, I get my cooler and get back in my car and drive around the corner. I'm sitting on the hood of my car drinking these Budweiser's. Visible. Don't care if I live or die. And I'm like, oh, she don't love me. And I'm listening to that. <laughs> I'm listening to that Hank Williams when he come back out with there's a tear in my beard. I'm, I just keep replaying it on the, uh, on the cassette player. You know what I mean? And I'm like, ooh, I'm crying. And these boys come by and they start laughing at me. I couldn't take it. And we start fighting. And uh, one of them stabbed me in my eye. And I took the knife from him and cut him up pretty good. And uh, and I remember we, we fought two or three times. I run him around the corner. He come back, try to run me over with his sister's car. And I drug him out of the car. And I got this knife I took from him, got him by the hair of the head. 
And I said, well, I'm going to cut his head off and hold it up like Conan. I don't know where it comes from, man. I swear I don't. You know, and that was before Conan movie come out. I was like, man, they must have read my mind. But uh, I don't know, man. The cop was sitting there shaking, holding a gun on me. And I'm thinking, man, he won't shoot me. I can see it in his eyes. He ain't going to shoot me. He's scared to death. And, you know, I wanted him to shoot me at that time in my life. And uh, because I thought, well, I do this, hold his head up in there, he'll shoot me and I'll die a hero. I don't know where that come from either. <laughs> oh, I was insane. And uh, I don't know, uh, it didn't happen. You know, I, I went to cut him, I cut his arm, he moved, and I was like, oh, hell, my plans don't work out. You know what I mean? And I turned around, he said, I told you to put it down. I'm like, I knew you wasn't going to shoot me. And uh, I end up going to jail, and next morning I get up, and I go up to the guard, the, the gate, and I'm, I'm like, Bill, uh, what's my bond? He said, you ain't got no bond. I said, really? I said, well, I get an OR? He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I always got a bond on Monday, you know? And uh, he said, well, you got to see if that boy lives or not. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I got in the fall. I stabbed that guy. Damn, it's start coming back to me then, you know what I mean? I'm like, off oh, F that punk and whoop, whoop. He stabbed me first, and I'm a tough guy. I go back to myself, oh, please don't let him die. Please, Lord, I won't stab nobody no more. I won't run him over with my car no more either. You know what I mean? Just them insane prayers, man. And, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Eleven days later, I got a bond because they let him out of the hospital. And uh, and uh, I went and seen him. I seen him on the corner, and I'm selling this stuff, and I'm thinking I'm Tony Montana, you know what I mean? And I go get my big chrome pistol, and I've been practicing because I thought if I'm going to be a gangster, i got to be a good shot, you know. And I couldn't hit nothing with this gun. And I thought it was the gun, but my buddy like, oh, that shoot's good. And I'm like, damn. So I see, and I have a conversation with myself in the mirror in my car. I said, no, just go shoot him. Don't say nothing to him. You talk too much. So, and I'm like, okay. So I go out there, and I said, you're going to die this time, punk. And he's like, oh, please, I'll do anything. I'm like, hey, you're going to die. And so I start talking, you know, like I always do. These people come out of the house, and I'm looking at this gun like, I got six bullets, and there's seven people. My plans don't work. I said, I had to run up on their porches and shoot them and then run to the next-door neighbor and shoot It ain't going to work. Ah, you know what I mean? I'm, Damn. And uh, he said, man, if there's anything I can do, he said, I, you know, I, I'll do it. I said, yeah, you can go talk to my lawyer. And I got back in my car and left for the cops come. I looked back in that mirror and I said, buddy, you ain't even got a lawyer. Where'd that come from? <laughs> I said, I'm going to get one. <laughs> so I went and got me a lawyer, you know. And, and uh, you know, that boy come to court for me and testified that I shouldn't go to penitentiary. He started, he stabbed me first and everything. And I'm like, man, that was good. <laughs> and uh, well, they ended up giving me five years for it. You know, and, uh, and I, but I was facing 55 years. I was 28 years old, facing 55 years. And you do the math, it's like 83. It's old. And I mean, that's old. I don't care if you're 83. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be 83 walking around there with them flip-flops all wrong around. Look, what's up, dog? Oh, yeah, I used to be a gangster, you know what I mean? Oh, man, it ain't looking pretty. <laughs> Woo! 
So I ended up getting five years, man. And uh, you know, I was happy. By the time I got back in that truck and rode to LaGrange Penitentiary, I was the victim again. Something switches in there. I'm the victim. He stabbed me first. I said, hey, God, he got two more assaults while he's out on bond. You know what I mean? I was tore up. I'm strung out on dope and going through withdrawals. And uh, the girl I had a baby by, she said, I'm not going to stay with you this time while you go through that penitentiary. And I'm like, really? And I'm thinking, damn, I give her the best years of my life. <laughs> I swear I thought it too, but oh my God. I was a woohoo. But uh, I said, well, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? So I went wife shopping. I started interviewing women at the bars. And I, I got one, and I said, if I go to penitentiary, if I was happen to go next week, which I was, <laughs> would you come and visit me every week? Oh, yeah. I said, I love you. <laughs> and we got married. That's a true story. And she was good to her word. She'd come visit me every week, and I'd say, don't even come visit me if you ain't got my stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was on dope in there. And... Uh, Oh, man, I was insane, and uh, I run that woman crazy, you know. And she was good as gold, and uh, I don't know. I, I get out in 1995. Well, no, I was in there still. I'm in there for about a year, and I want to drink. I got all I can do, uh, everything else, but I want to drink. I want a Jim Bean, because I'm a Jim Bean man. I said, which one of these guards can bring us some liquor in here? I'll pay for it. You know what I mean? They said, hell, I can make it. I said, well, hell, I wish you had said that two years ago. <laughs> he got to making it and made a big milk bag full of it. And then gave me a mayonnaise jar about this big. I drank half that down. I felt it. I feel it right now. You know what I mean? Oh, God. And them guys were like, man, I can drink all that at once. I said, I won't. I'm drinking two drinks. <laughs> you know? And everybody's brushing their teeth, chewing gum, trying to stay out of the guard's way because we're on like a honor block. We got, guard, we got jobs and stuff, big dogs. And uh, <laughs> I drank that other half of that jug. And I'm like, oh. I said, I'm whooping the next guard comes through that gate. <laughs> They're like, what? I said, you got my back, big job? My neighbor from... Care Washington? He said, hell yeah. He went and locked himself in the door. I didn't even know. I, I was like, damn. I didn't even notice it. You know what I mean? I'm like, hell yeah. I said, look, it's my lucky day. Here's two of them. They come walking in. I start firing on them. I was doing good for them. Finally, a bunch of them come in, dump me on my head. I said, I quit. They handcuffed me. Took me to the hole. Next morning, I woke up butt naked, chained to the bed. Like, man, I'm all right, ain't I? <laughs> I said, what they do me like that for? I was a victim again. And uh, I don't know, I go to court, and they said, uh, we're going to give you five more years outside time. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get out of here. I come in 28, I got five years, I'm going to be right, almost 33, but 32, the way the months was. And I'm like, five more is 37. Oh, I'll be almost 38. I should, I'm going to be old. I don't even need to get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? My mind's messed up. I'm going to be so old, I can't do nothing. <laughs> they said, man, what was you thinking about jumping on them guards like that? I said, well, 
I said, where I come from up there in Price Hill, that's what we do. We fight, get drunk, and fight, and, and friendly fight. We ain't really trying to hurt each other. We just friendly fight. <laughs> they said, yeah, okay. Step on back out. So I come back in, and they said, we're not going to give you five more years outside time, but we're going to give you a year in the hole. And I said, thank you. I appreciate that. And I meant it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, they sent me down to Eddieville, and I'm down there. And, you know, it's pretty cool. It's just, just like lights are on all the time. You don't get to see daylight, though. And they feed you through this little chute, sh- all your meals. You get out once a week for seven minutes to take a shower, whether you want it or not. You know what I mean? Give you a lot of time to think and uh, read books and stuff like that. That's all I did. And uh, I don't know. Uh, so uh, I'm in there about eight months, and uh, this guy comes up to my cell in a nice suit like this. He says, uh, Mr. Bell? I said, get on away from my cell, rat. You know I mean? I'm still a tough guy. He said, well, I'm so-and-so from a parole authority. Yeah, you supposed to have a parole date today. I said, just send me the rest of my time, rat. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Because I'm still a tough guy, you know what I mean? And, uh, he said, well, we're just going to give you a parole today. I said... He said, uh, we was gonna, if you go through this 90-day program, we was going to give you a parole. And I'm like, like out on the street parole? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I said, come here, man, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I said, what kind of program are you talking about here? And he said, well, it's a drug and alcohol program. And I looked at him like, drug and alcohol program? I was baffled. I said, oh, they want me to be a counselor. <laughs> I know it all, you know. And then I'm thinking, man, my next thought was, oh, they're trying to trick me, figure out how I'm getting my stuff in here. You know what I mean? Because I'm a convict, you know. I'm important still. They said, look. I said, I'm drugging alcohol. He said, yeah, you got a drinking problem. I said, get on away from my cell, rat. I run him off, and I, I didn't know why I did that. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, you're stupid. You could have got out. And I had 93 days left in the home. I got out, you know, on the street. My sponsor, you know, working with my sponsor, he said, I wasn't ready to give up my next drink yet. I said, what? He said, how long was you in there before that? I said, about two years. He said, yeah, you thought about that next drink for two years. You wasn't ready to give that up yet. I would have never known that without a sponsor. You know what I mean? I I didn't know why I did it until that day. I was like, hell, I got mad. So, oh, man, that's my time. How much time I got now? I got to get sober. This hard gets over an hour. Shit, I've been trying for years. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's uh, <laughs> just crazy. But uh, I don't know. I, I had a, you know, all that time in the hole and stuff. And I said, well, when I get out this time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got a new plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just drink beer. And uh, <laughs> that's your plan too. And uh, I'm gonna smoke weed, drink beer, and if I get too uptight, I'm gonna do some Valium so I don't hurt nobody. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I stuck to that plan. I got out in '95. I stuck to that plan. Oh, and I'm gonna get me a square job because if I go hustling and slinging and doing all that stuff again, I'll be around my dudes and I can't stay. I can't stay out of jail. Them, you know, doing. I wasn't trying to stay sober. I didn't have no conception of being sober. I'm just trying to stay out of penitentiary. I didn't want to be that five-time loser. And I already got four numbers. And so 
That's what I did. You know, I got out and got a job. Wouldn't nobody give me a job. They're like, you ain't going to work. You're going to steal some of our shit, you know. <laughs> Damn, I was trying not to cuss. You steal all of our stuff. And, I, you know, I never did work, and everybody knew it, you know. So this guy said he's going to give me a job, and I, I ran up there, and he gave me a job, and I worked for him for three and a half years. And uh, my neighbor's one that got me hooked up with him. And uh, after about a year, I went and talked to my neighbor. I said, man, I appreciate you putting me in, you know, giving me a job like that. He said, buddy, I didn't do it for you. I said, huh? He said, I did it for me. He said, you a wild ass just got out of the penitentiary. I wanted to see if you was really going to work. I said, well, I appreciate it anyway. I didn't understand it at the time, you know what I mean? I wasn't sober yet. But uh, that was in 95, 96, something like that, in uh, 97. I ended up uh, getting my 11th DUI in 1997, and uh, that's when I got introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know what I mean? And I'm proud to say that I got more years sober than DUIs today. <laughs> ah, shoot. I got more years sober than years in the penitentiary. That's amazing to me, man. You know, I thought I was going to die more a, a horrible alcoholic death. You know, all my life I thought that until I come to this program. You know what I mean? It give me a new life. I don't know. My lawyer 12 stepped me. He said, man, look at your life. He said, you get in and out of the penitentiary. He knows all about me, all about the dudes that's on death row. He represented half of them. You know, he said, the guys that ain't in there, they look like they're dead. You know what I mean? He was right, you know, and he said, you might want to change some things in your life. And I was like, man. He said, here. He gave me some papers and give me a where and when. He said, go to these A&A meetings and uh, and uh, when you go to court, you won't get the max. That's the only thing I heard. I said, I won't get the max? I always get the max. <laughs> he said, you might not if you do do this AA. He said, don't sign them papers yourself. He said, they got AA police. I said, what they look like? <laughs> I said, what they look like? He said, you'll never guess them. <laughs> oh, I thought I was slick as hell, but I, I wouldn't sign the papers. I write a script back in the day, you know what I mean? But I went and signed them papers. I don't know, man. I went to my first meeting, and it was, uh, I stayed out drunk at night. I come home, because I didn't have to work that Monday for some reason. But my baby had school. She's nine and a half years old now. And that woman that I got just to come visit me, she raised my baby for two years before I got out of the penitentiary. Kind of messed my plan up, you know what I mean? Because I was going to row off, because I'm a runner. And my baby loved her like a mom, called her mom, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, I didn't see that coming, you know. So I get out, and I'm out about a year, and uh, this girl called me and said, uh, she's got my boy. And I said, man, come on. You know, I didn't believe it. You know what I mean? That, uh, that boy's dead on me. He's independent. He's, going to, he's on his way to penitentiary right now. <laughs> you know what he told me? He said, hell, you did it, Daddy. I said, but you don't have to do it that way. I remember when we he was nine years old, I took him to Delhi meeting, he said, Daddy, I seen him in the back of my truck looking all quiet. Shit ain't like him. He's kind of like me that way, too. And I said, what happened back there? You're awful quiet. He said, he said, Daddy, I think I'm an alcoholic. I said, what? I said, man, you ain't even drank yet. <laughs> what makes you think you're an alcoholic? He said, was that man talking up there alcoholic? I said, yes, he was. He said, well, I think just like him. I'm like nine years old. You know what I mean? But he still drank. Do you know what I mean? And, and he seen, he didn't really see me go through all that stuff, but he heard about it and he liked it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble because I'm done with it. 
you know, but I mean, alcoholism is tough, man. You know, my life has got really good. I mean, awesome. You know, my first wife died in 99. I was, I come in 97. I, I was lucky enough to stay sober for two years, the last two years of her life. I took care of her like a baby. You know what I mean? I didn't know how to do it. I'd come to Amy and say, and tell them what's going on. They said, go uh, take care of your kids, make sure they've got school, get their homework done, feed them, do their laundry, pay the rent. Take your wife to dialysis three nights a week. I'm like, all that? God. And I did it. You know what I mean? Because I was I, I was just humble enough to tell them what was going on. They said, if you want to stay sober, tell people what was happening. And I did. And it worked for two years. And, and she died, and then I got high because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? And uh, I come back in and, and uh, met another girl. And, and about eight months later, we got married. And, uh, and uh, we stayed sober like five and a half years. And we adopted a little girl, three days old. We's 41, both of us, and, uh, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing, you know? And uh, I had, uh, you know, and she's a little mixed baby, and, and, and uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I ain't got no problem with that, but my family kind of was messed up about it at first, and uh, my brothers was all messed up, and they're like, man, what are you doing? And uh, they tried to make it like it was a bad thing, you know, and the uh, and, uh, most unselfish thing I ever did in my life, you know, and uh I don't know. If I wasn't an alcoholic anonymous, I wouldn't have did that. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I know I didn't have a life before I come here. You know, um, you heard all that crazy stuff. Today, I got a pretty good life. You know, I, I, I asked them why they asked me to talk up here because my story is crazy. You know, that's what I think. And, and, uh, they're like, that's why we love you. You know what I mean? And, uh, I don't know, man. I just know, like, if it'll work for a guy like me, it'll work for anybody. And that's all I know. Thanks. Woo!